This is a GRDC podcast. In recent years, there's been an increasing level of interest amongst growers in Western Australia in potential benefits of using a stripper front on harvesters in which the grain is stripped from the stem rather than cut. The result is quite a tall standing stubble if compared to the more common practice of cutting stubble at beer can height. Hello, I'm Chris Brown. This podcast is one in a limited series of podcasts looking at how farmers are managing stubble across the Western region, brought to you by GRDC and the Western Australian No-Tillage Farmers Association. One of the few growers in Western Australia with a deal of experience with stripper fronts is Noel Keating. And it's particularly good to talk to Noel about this because he's used stripper fronts in both higher rainfall and lower rainfall environments. Now, he recently moved his farming business to the higher rainfall environment, so that's where we'll set the scene. Noel, can you tell me a little bit about your current property, like where it is and what sort of rainfall you get? So we are, yeah, farming in Franklin River now. I'm farming just north of Franklin River, about 15 k's north of Franklin River, 50 k's south of Kojina. Yeah, rainfall, well... You talk to the old timers, they say it was up around 600 mil, but we're probably closer to 500 now, just in the drying climate, etc. Yeah, we've just been there for 12 months. Just bought the farm, obviously, and still learning and just moved to the area, which has been good. Now, I want to take this conversation in a chronological order, if I can. As you mentioned, you've only been there 12 months or so, but you moved from a very different environment, and that's where you first tried out stripper fronts. What prompted that change way back then? So where I come from was a place called Garden River, which is in between Albany and Esperance. Uh, there was two parts of it. We had a lot of summer rainfall, so harvesting conditions were very harsh. To try and get the moisture right in the wheats and barleys was quite hard. So we looked to the stripper for harvesting efficiency. But the second part of that was also the stubble cover and the way I was heading with uh, soil region ag, that famous word run around at the moment, was also looking for the soil cover as well. So a bit of both, actually, the reason for the investment in the stripper front. What do you mean by harvest efficiency? Is it a quicker harvest, a cheaper harvest? Well, your tonnes per hour out of a smaller machine. As everyone knows, harvesters these days are very expensive. And uh, we found... Why put the straw through it if you didn't have to? So the machines we had, if we were cutting a beer can height, we're sort of getting that 35, 40 tonne an hour out of them. But the same machine with the stripper front, you're up to sort of that 70, 80, 90 tonne an hour and with less fuel. So it was a, a huge capacity increase on the machine itself, you know, with not a lot of extra dollars. You, and what we're finding, we don't need such a big harvester now to achieve those tonnes per hour. You're saving a heap in fuel. How much do you reckon you're saving? Oh, we've actually traded this harvester now that we had a couple of years ago, but that harvester had a 1,200-litre fuel tank, and we were getting sort of three days harvested out of it, you know, sort of 300 hectares. That's in about a two-and-a-half-tonne wheat crop. On a normal um, McDonald front, that was sort of probably getting a day's work out of it, 100 hectares. So, you, yeah, two-thirds less fuel, I reckon. It was massive saving. You just you just found yourself not having to chase a diesel tank every day. You just leave it for a couple of days, which is unusual for a harvester. Were you surprised by that that level of saving? Not really. I'd sort of done a bit of research on it, and everyone had said 
the fuel economy is massive and you sort of found that when you're harvesting there was just no straw coming out back just dealing with a bit of chaff and it was pretty much just all grain coming into the box so yeah I guess it did surprise me I wasn't used to it but it didn't surprise me because I'd sort of expected that but it, it's a huge saving in itself which was good and just the the hectares you could cover you know we'll sort of 42 foot front doing 12 13 k's an hour you're fairly covering the hectares as opposed to doing seven or eight k's an hour cutting right on the deck beer can noel did you notice any improvement in yield over time from using the stripper front we did actually yeah yep we had one trial there which was half paddock obviously conventionally harvested and stripper front harvested and then it was all seeded at the same time and yeah i think it was about half a ton difference that was on that year just there's a lot of different factors in that we had a lot of summer rain that year which we conserved the moisture a few different factors but it, it was half a ton at the time so you're saying that you think that the country that had the stripper front over it yep was able to conserve more moisture that's what i put down in the trial was we conserved more moisture early and then it sort of led to the back because we my old farm we used to always get a dry august september you know the dry finish and i think that really knocks your yields around over that way and i think the conserving that extra moisture early paid dividends in the end and it's one of those things it's very seasonal like that year especially on that trial went worked really well but i think overall it was a lot more benefit to using the stripper front in the system yeah is there a shading effect early in the crop growth from a taller stubble Yes, that's one thing I'm finding you've got to be patient because <laughs> trying to uh, get the crop germinated and get it out of the ground can be a bit limiting, or not limiting, but it's certainly a lot slower as opposed to where the straw's been cut and spread. Yeah, so that's one thing I'm, I'm having to come to terms with is how much slower it is. And that's one thing I've got to address on my new farm where we may have the tendency to get a bit wet during seeding. We may have to push seeding earlier and earlier as, as we can just to try and get that growth before it gets cold and it's very stagnetic with the extra straw and whatnot. Yeah, that's something I've got to maybe deal with down the track. How about harvest weed seed control with the stripper front? Are you able to practice any of that? Yeah, so we just bought a new header last year and there was a few different options like with the chaff cart or the seed destructor. We've still got sheep in our system, so we decided to go for the EMAR chaff decks and just putting it in our wheel tracks, the three metre wheel tracks, and we're finding the sheep are walking up and down and getting a lot of benefit out of that chaff. And it was probably the most cost effective. We hate towing things in the paddock, so we decided against the chaff cart. Yeah, touch wood, it, it seems to be working so far so good, but just judging what the sheep have been doing up and down the wheel tracks, it seems to be working pretty well. And they're sticking pretty closely to the wheel track. Yeah, <laughs> because the magic words of tram lining these days, yeah, some quite good photos there to be had when you see all the sheep line just running up and down the wheel track. If they could do that all year round, it would be pretty special. (laughs) Let's talk about where you are now. And obviously you are continuing on with using the stripper front in a a higher rainfall environment. And you all mentioned about the difficulty of the slower growth at the start. Are there any other issues that you're facing using the stripper front in a higher rainfall environment? Yeah, I guess probably the four or five main problems that I can see in the high rainfall because last year's crops were a lot thicker and heavier than what I used to grow back at old farm and that higher stubble load I've found a few mice holes at the moment so you know obviously we're harboring the mice a bit like a hay crop and then haven't yet but there's snails in the area and I can sort of see that snails will be a big issue in those 
Hiles double masses. And then coming into seeding, I can see nitrogen tie-up will be probably an issue to try and get the crop out of the ground and the nitrogen being used for the plant, not so much try, just trying to break the straw down. Frost will be a big issue with those extra stubble loads. That sort of worries me a little bit because yeah, the area I've moved to can be a bit more prone to frost. And the other one is probably seeding, just make sure we don't get hair pinning with the disc machine, getting back through those big stubble loads. Just about to work out, I think, the next couple of weeks, see how that goes. It'll be a challenge. So so you've been there 12 months. Did you use a strip of front in your first? First harvest, uh, yep. So seeding last year, the it's predominantly a sheep farm, so there wasn't too many stubbles left behind. So seeding was not an issue. And then on the back of that, November last year, we harvested all the wheat and barley with a strip of front. And then we've been grazing them the last couple of months coming into this year, obviously. And then, yeah, we'll be seeding into those in the next couple of weeks. So hopefully you're starting with our pasture crops maybe, and then I'm actually going to try canola in one of the paddocks just to try it and see how it goes. Not going to go too hard. I, I want to see how the germination goes and how the canola responds to coming up out of the heavy stubble load. Sounds like you've got a very interesting year ahead of you. I have, yeah. No, there's, um, there's nothing like trial and error. Yeah, just have a go and see what happens. I don't know of anyone. There was a couple of stripper fronts back where I came from, and they were just starting out a little bit. But I actually don't know anyone locally that has one, so it's not like I walk down the road and go, how's it work? <laughs> so, but I've got a lot of friends over east around Wagga Wagga and that that are using them and, and sowing into five and six tonne per hectare barley and wheat stubbles so I've sort of been talking to them a fair bit about it how the stripper front works as and also how to seed back through those stubbles so and it seems to be a common problem if the stubble gets wet you're gonna have trouble trying to seed through it it's a lot easier to seed through that stubble yeah when it's dry which most people would know anyway at night time trying to get through stubbles a nightmare as opposed to the heat of the day. We were talking earlier about soil temperature and you said you did a little bit of an interesting experiment about the temperature of the soil under the longer stubble. Yeah, we were just out there doing a bit of soil sampling there a couple of months ago and yeah, we'd had a run of about three 40 degree days or thereabouts, 35, between 35 and 40. And it had been quite warm and I said to the agronomist, I said, gee, I wonder what the difference is in the soil temp. So we grabbed the soil temperature gauge and well, I tested the pasture and I think by memory it was about 30, 33 degrees, I think, this, the actual soil temp that was in the top 10 centimetres. And then we jumped the fence into the stripper straw and it was 27. And I thought, hell, that is that is a massive difference, six degrees at that sort of temperature. It's one of those things you can't measure what that's doing for the biology or, yeah, obviously it's not cooking the soil, which is non-wetting and all those other issues. So Tom will tell on that one, but it was a massive difference in my eyes. How do you think it might benefit you? Oh, I think probably the number one is the non-wetting. You know, it is a problem going forward, the non-wetting, especially where I live now. We've sort of got forest gravels, quite a lot of gravel, and a lot of the farmers are sort of complaining about the non-wetting. And I just think if we can keep that cover on, that's going to help that issue out by not baking it all the time in the sun. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to solve the problem, but I think it has to help, hopefully. A lot of farmers around WA have problems with soil erosion through wind. Is that something you've had a problem with, particularly over on the other place in the lower rainfall area? Yeah, that it was massive. Where I come from, it was quite sandy soil and the wind was just ferocious. We, we seemed to be in a bit of a wind tunnel down there at Gardner. That was another part of going down the strip of straw road was trying to keep the straw on the ground and keep away from the, those winds because we're finding 
we'd get a shower rain, you have a puddle there, and the puddle will sit there for a week if it didn't have any wind, but the first sign of a breezy day, the puddle will be gone, and it's sort of related to me going, well, that's drying it. It's like a hairdryer on your soil. It's drying it out much quicker. The stubble and the straw from the stripper front would have to help that in conserving moisture. Have you noticed any biological differences? I mean, are you getting increased activity in your soil? Yeah, we back at the old farm, we definitely did. Our organic carbons were raising. Just the biology itself was getting better and better. Noticing even things like spiders and those sort of things. We are trying to keep away from insecticides as much as we could. There's that old saying, you build it, they will come. And that, it seemed to be happening, like just little bits at a time. Every year you'd be like, oh, that, look at that. And it's funny, we'll drive around, I was driving around with a mate the other night in the strip of straw at night, and the quails, he said, I've never seen so many quails, like because they're obviously hiding in the straw. They were just everywhere. They were thick as thick. And I thought, geez, they're, they're loving life. And I thought, I hope they like mice or bugs. <laughs> they can <laughs> clean them up for me. <laughs> Terrific. It would be great if they did. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds like there's still a lot to learn from using a stripper front in the higher rainfall area, but you're confident going forward? I am, yep. Even yesterday I was driving around with my dad was on the property and we just noticed there was one spot where the straw, there was an old tree stump that had been pulled out a few years ago and there was a bit of bare soil there where just the stripper straw obviously wasn't. And the weeds that were on that little spot, I actually got a photo of it, the weeds were just phenomenal. Whereas where the stripper straw was, there was next to no weeds. It was quite clean. And I thought, gee whiz, look at that. The straw is actually acting as a you know, a bit like your mulch in your garden, just trying to stop the weeds. So, yeah, got a lot to learn yet, but I'm just starting to notice some things that I think could be beneficial down the track. Grain grower Noel Keating, as I said, an interesting year ahead. As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, this conversation with Noel is one of five podcasts that I've recorded over the past couple of months on stubble retention in WA, primarily case studies with growers. If you've missed some and you'd like to catch up, go to GRDC Podcasts and look down the list. The stubble podcasts are fairly easy to pick out. Thanks for listening today. My name is Chris Brown. Thank you.